We have a special speaker today, my mother, Brenda. She's very um, gifted and creative in her thinking, and this is a unique but wonderful sermon. I heard it last night and loved it. I'm looking forward to hearing it again. So let's give Brenda a warm welcome. Hi, everybody. <laughs> I found out on Thursday I needed to preach, but luckily I had a sermon ready. I'm not like Marty. She's got like about 150 sermon ready, sermons ready at any moment. But I had this one, so woohoo, because it was supposed to be Dan. So praise the Lord. Uh, and I like to have Pat playing, as you know. The music is a nice vehicle to hear the things of the Lord. You know, if you go to Bible college or seminary, they have preaching classes and they teach you that the best way to preach is to have one idea and three points a three-point sermon well I have a 12-point sermon so I'm the example of what not to do but I think it's gonna work um, I'm preaching from power thoughts by Joyce Meyer which I've talked about lately a lot it's a good book 12 strategies to win the battle of the mind which is really something she talks about a lot and one of the reasons we like this book so much, I teach it, we go over it with my ladies, my ladies' meetings, was that she tells on herself, and every one of the chapters she tells about how she wasn't doing it well. She was doing it badly. And she learned from the Lord to change and do what he says. So that's why we like it. She's not preaching at us. She's revealing, I learned this, and this has helped me. So as we go over these, at the end, you're going to be able to have... These typed up. Melissa typed them up for me. Melissa Kate. David ran off copies. It's all 12 of them, the power thoughts, with the verses that go with them. And what she suggests is that you meditate on one of the thoughts, like thought number one. Thought number one is, I can do whatever I need to do in life through Christ. In other words, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, which is... Philippians 4.13. <clears throat> Thank you, David. Um, so if she says, <clears throat> take the first one for seven days and give it 15 minutes a day. How many of us waste time, get on Facebook, watch, you know, binge watch TV, just do silly things. 15 minutes a day, give it a chance. Um, I have something up there on neuroplasticity. It should be there, a little quote. Neuroplasticity, the ability of the brain to form and reorganize synaptic connections, especially in response to learning or experience or in response to injury. So they're learning that we really can unlearn our bad habits that we think that's just me that's who I am all these bad ways of thinking and responding but we can really unlearn them and learn new ones we don't have to constantly default to you know negative thinking we can learn to default to oh this is what God says that's right. this is what God says I'm gonna say what God says because we get new neural passageways they form and go to the better thing. So, 15 minutes a day with one of them. The first one, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. We need that in each one of these. We need to be able to say, Lord, you know, if it's hard, oh, this one's hard. Will you strengthen me? You will strengthen me. 
So I, I'm going to be able to do this. Here's another verse, Romans 8, 37. Yet in all things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. So a conqueror, I was saying last night, in ancient times, if you were the conqueror, you got to get the, the king or the commander to stand in front of you, and you sit there, and they stand, and you say everything, you know, all their badges and awards, and everything that you think you had and you won is now mine, because I won. All this land you think you had, no, it's mine. We won. And they kind of pretty much humiliate the person they beat. Anyway, we are more than conquerors. The conqueror wins. I win. Whatever you thought you had on me, no, it's all mine now. It's, I, I win, and I am more than a conqueror. Do you love that? So when we're thinking about things, oh, I don't know how to do this. I can't do what my boss asked me to do. I don't know how to make my payments. I don't know how to whatever, fix this car, make this recipe. Who knows? Teach my child to be potty trained. Whatever, little or big, we can say, Lord, I need you to help me, and I can do this. I can do this because you promised me. Here's another verse, Hebrews 12, 2. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. So if we're meditating on this, number one, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. We can remind him, you are the author and finisher of my faith. You're going to do it. You have to do it, Lord. i got to have your help. Okay, so thought number two. This is like a pie. I want you to listen to this impressionistically. It's too much to remember all that I'm saying because I'm giving 12 points. <laughs> it's really a lot and a lot of verses. But listen to it impressionistically because it's a whole picture of health, of freedom, of strength, of character. Instead of I'm all over the place and I'm pushed and... Uh, up and down. No, I. It's like if you go to a, to the. Uh, you have physical therapy and they make you do planks. Do you ever do planks? You have to like hold your back straight and have your arms up. It's like torture because you're trying to get your core stronger. This is what this is like: getting your inner core stronger and rewiring that brain to win the victory. Alrighty. So, number two, God loves me unconditionally. If you've ever been loved conditionally, it'll just, you know, your soul just withers under that because it says I'm not enough. I have to win this race so my dad will love me. I have to get an A on my test so my mom will love me. I have to make the recipe like my husband's mother did so he'll love me. <laughs> you know, whatever weird thing. Oh, I've got to do this. I've got to do this. And it, it's not right. God unconditionally loves us. Okay, let's look at a verse here. 2 Corinthians 5.17 Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. We really are new. We have a chance at newness in God because he loves us unconditionally. He's not dredging up the past. Okay, another one. 2 Corinthians 5.21 For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God in him. So we can, as we meditate on this one, maybe the second week, we're meditating on the second one of this pie with 12 pieces. 
we can say, Lord, I am the right your righteousness through Christ. He died for me, and you are making me righteous. As Dad Dan would say, your dad would say, we're getting righteousified. Okay, another verse, Isaiah 43, 4. Since you were precious. Oh, not that one. Okay, sorry. Next one, Ephesians 1, 4. Just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy without blame before him in love. He really says those things. So as we meditate on this one, we can say, God, you love me unconditionally. You are a good God. I don't have blame. There's no blame. There's no blame. We could sit there like, oh, I know you don't have time for me. Oh, you're probably bored with me. Oh, God, I'm just a jerk. I'm just a loser. You don't really want to be here. And be like, no, I, I never leave you. I love you. I don't blame you. You are becoming the righteousness of God. Okay? So we can meditate on that, ask for it, and declare it. I am becoming the righteousness of God. I am unconditionally loved. Moving right along, number three, power thought number three. I will not live in fear. So I'm covering a lot, even, even in these first three. All of us know what it's like to be afraid. From little, we know what it's like to be afraid. And even as adults, and in this world the way it is now, we could be afraid all the time. Just afraid, politics are weird, the world is weird, you know, America's weird. <laughs> okay, let's read a verse, Romans 8, 15. For, if you, for you did not receive the spirit of fear, but you received the spirit of adoption, by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. We can tell him, Lord, I, I don't have a spirit of fear because it says it right here. I have a spirit of power and of love and of a sound mind. Well, that's, that's another one. But Abba means like dad. Now, if any of us, I had a really, I had a nice dad. He had a good, easy, nice dad. He was fun, he was funny. He loved us, no problem. Some of us did not have a nice dad in whatever ways he might have been hurtful, abusive, neglectful, you know, word curses over us. I want you, if you have any temptation in your heart to say, I think God's a little bit like my dad, or I think Jesus is like my dad, I want you to fight that with everything you've got because that is like the worst lie because he is our hiding place. He is our safe place. We have to see him as Abba. And so just tell him, Lord, I, I, you know, maybe my dad was this way, but God, I see you as my Abba. My eyes are on you and I love you. Another verse, Romans 8.31, what then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? Again, Lord, you're for me. You're for me. I'm not going to fear. I'm not going to live in fear. You are my God. You are my Father. You are my Abba. You are Dad. So I'm safe. So we can meditate on that. Another one, Psalm 118, verse 6. The Lord is on my side. I will not fear. What does a man do to me? So we can say, Lord, I, I do not fear. We can say to ourselves, I do not fear. I will not live in fear. Do you see there's a praying it, there's a meditating on it, and there's a declaring it. I will not live in fear. Even if you feel like, 
I'm so sensitive. I'm easily fearful. I'm a worrier. No, I'm not going to do that. I will not live in fear. I'm going to say what God says because you say this. One more, 2 Timothy 1.7, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. All righty? Moving along. You have to go fast. Remember, you're going to be able to have these. If you want to do this, you'll have them, and you can use them to meditate for the next 12 weeks, and then you can start right over. That's what she does, uh, Joyce Meyer. She just keeps it going. 15 minutes a day. What we're causing is cognitive dissonance. Here's my negative thoughts, my negative conclusions. Oh, here's what God says. They don't match up. Hmm, which one's going to win? <laughs> so we give it a chance. We give his word a chance. His, the Bible promises us that his word will not return void. It's different than other thoughts, little platitudes and things. It's God's word. It's powerful. Number four. I am difficult to offend. That's a good one. Boy, that's a good one. Psalm 119, 165, great peace have they who love your law. Nothing causes them to stumble. Some translations say nothing causes them, nothing offends them. And your law, love your law, is, is your word. If we love his word, I'm not going to be easily offended. Now, the next two verses are about forgiveness. So let's just look at them. Matthew 6, 14 and 15. For if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. It's pretty much non-negotiable. We don't get to work with it. No, we have to do it. So whether someone has really hurt you, been really bad, and people can be bad, and they don't deserve forgiveness, we still have to do it. Otherwise, we're dragging them around with us. We've got to cut them loose and get our soul free. So what we do is say, Father, help me, help me. I don't feel it, but you say it, so I forgive them. By In the name of Jesus, I forgive so-and-so for doing such-and-such -and, -such and making me feel like such-and-such. -and, and you just say it, even if it takes months and weeks, and lo and behold, it will happen. And it will be like a 1,000 pounds of weight off of you. I don't feel that anymore. I forgive them. I'm free. I'm free. Now, the reason this is under I'm difficult to offend, because if we have a root of unforgiveness, we're like a big bruise. And anything that just barely touches us, we're like, eh. Ugh, they did that and why'd you say that and I know that's what they meant and why'd she do you know we can just be easily offended and it's a waste of time one more verse Luke 6 35 and 36 but love your enemies do good lend hoping for nothing in return and your reward will be great and you will be sons of the highest for he is kind to the unthankful and evil. Therefore, be merciful just as your Father also is merciful. Okay, so if we meditate on that, I'm difficult to offend. The next time someone does something and we find ourselves, then the Holy Spirit will remind us, no, you're not going to do that. You're not going to do that. You just release them, get over it. And then we walk free. It's a freedom. One more. Well, the next one. <laughs> thought number five. Power thought number five. 
I love people and I enjoy helping them. Okay. Uh, Galatians 6.10. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all, especially to those who are in the household of faith. So we don't want to be in a church where we're mad at each other. We, when we first started pastoring, we pastored in the little church in Yakult. Those funny old ladies, they would get so mad at each other. She took my rolls. I had these beautiful rolls. She put them in the oven at this potluck and burned the top of them. She'd walk around and tell everyone. She burned the top of these. They were perfect. For someone, can, I was going to play the piano, but she came in and asked the pastor, and now he, she's playing the piano today, but it was supposed to be my turn. I mean, you know, just goofy, goofy things. Goofy. We need to get along with people in the church, love them, and it says to all, do good to all. If we meditate on this one, we can say, Lord, I don't know how to do this that great, but you will help me. You will strengthen me so I can do it. Okay, Mark 8:34. When he had called the people to himself with his disciples also, he said to them, Whoever desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. It's a denying of everything I want. We're usually pretty self-centered without the Lord, with the Lord. We can not always be thinking about ourselves, but we can help others. Here's another one, 1 John 3:18. My little children, let, let us love in, not love in word or in tongue, but in deed and in truth. So we're not just saying nice things, but we're actually helping people. I find in this church, people are very helpful, very, very helpful when someone needs something. I, I am proud of you guys. That's a wonderful thing. One more, 1 John 3.14, we know that we have passed from death to life because we love the brethren. We, he who does not love his brother abides in death. That's a tough word, but it says it. Okay, your word says it. Well, I'm going to love my brothers and sisters, and I'm going to abide in life. Okay? Next one, power thought. Number six, I trust God completely. There is no need to worry. This is a lot like I will not live in fear. Here's a verse, uh, Matthew 11:28. Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. It's like Miguel read a verse or about my yoke is easy, my burden is light. I often pray that over people. No false yokes, things that are too heavy, that are meant for God to carry. You don't have to carry them. I, I'm going to trust God. There is no need to worry. Um, his burden is light. His yoke is easy. That's, that's what we get to have in life. One more, Galatians 5.16. I say then, walk in the spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. So we ask the Lord, Lord God, help me. I don't want to just keep worrying and trying to get things and attain things and be somebody. I'm going to walk in the spirit by your grace, and I'm going to relax and let you take care of things. Here's another one, 1 Peter 5, 6, 7. Therefore, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in time, casting all your cares upon him, for he cares for you. You know, sometimes we do it. Lord, here's this problem. It's a big problem that's weighing on me. I give it to you. Please, Lord, I give it to you. And we mean it. And five minutes later, the Holy Spirit's like, you who... 
you're worrying again. Oh, I am, I am. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit, for reminding me. I'm going to give it to you again. And you know, if we keep doing that, we will let go of it. Just keep trying. Just keep turning to him and not owning it back. Because otherwise, you know, you'll be sleepless, you'll be worrying, you'll be troubled, and we don't have to be that. All righty? I know this is a lot. Stay with me. Thought number seven, I am content and emotionally stable. I'll tell you something. When we got to this chapter, I laughed at that. That was the funniest thing to me. I am content and emotionally stable. I'd be like, am I? Am I like that? Seriously, it made me laugh. <coughs> I was going through a little thing when I read that chapter, so I was kind of defaulting towards worry. And I was wanting not to, but anyway, like, okay, no, I'm content and emotionally stable. Here's a verse, 1 Timothy 6, 6. Now, godliness with contentment is great gain. If you've ever been in a hard time in your life or you're not doing so well, that verse can feel like, okay, yeah, okay, but I don't know how to get that. I don't know how to get that. I've been there. I don't know about you, but I've been there. But so then with this, meditating on it, you can say, I have godliness and contentment, and it is great gain to me. I um, am content and emotionally stable. Philippians 4.11, not that I speak in regard to need, but I have learned in whatever state I am to be content. So that's Paul. Paul could be like doing good, being invited to the palace, talking to the so-and-so, they're getting saved, he's eating good. Or he could be persecuted and beat up and thrown in prison. But he learned, he learned to be uh, content. He, it, it wasn't an automatic thing. It was, a, I, I am content in God. I am content and emotionally stable. One more verse, 1 Thessalonians 5.18. In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. This is actually the key to this number seven is thankfulness. Because if we're not thankful, we are discontent. Instead of being content and emotionally stable, we are discontent and emotionally upset. So the key to it is you know, meditating on this, saying, Lord, I'm thankful for this. I'm grateful for that. Thank you for this. Thank you for that. Instead of I I sure wanted it to be different. Well, I really would like what that person has. Well, why? You know, we want to be emotionally content and stable. Next one, power thought eight. God meets all my needs abundantly. Boy, this is a good one. Philippians 4.19. My God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Can't argue with that one. So, so if we're like, well, I'm not doing that good in that area, Lord. Then you just say, Lord, okay. I'm going to say what you say. You are meeting all my needs according to your riches in glory in Christ Jesus. I'm going to say what you say. And watch. Watch and see what God does. Here's another one. Psalm 35, 27. Let them shout for joy and be glad who favor my righteous cause. And let them say continually... Let the Lord be magnified, who has pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. That word prosperity doesn't mean he's just going to set us all up and make us all rich on a hill in a mansion. Our prosperity is prosperity of soul, prosperity of spirit, so that we are content no matter what. 
verse, 2 Corinthians 9, 8. And God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that you always, having all sufficiency in all things, may have abundance for every good work. If you're meditating on this one, there's no argument. It's like, God, you will give me all these things if I will look to you. Thank you, Lord. Okay, moving along. Wow. Power thought number nine, I pursue peace with God, myself, and others. We don't want to be a hothead, right? We don't want to be reacting and fighting with our family, with our spouse, with our kids, with our coworkers. You've been around that? You've been around families that just yell back and forth and fight? Like, what, what good is that? Who wants to act like that? Here's a verse, Psalm, 4, Psalm 34, 14. Depart from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. So if we're kind of feeling like someone, you know, kind of pushed our buttons, we can say, no, Lord, no, I'm not going to react. I'm not going to respond badly. I seek peace. I am pursuing peace. Help me, Lord. Verse John 16, 33. These things I have spoken to you that in me you may have peace. In the world will you have tribulation. Be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. So the world can like trigger us like, oh, oh, I want to fight. People get on, you know, the internet and fight with each other over politics and so forth and say mean things. Christians do it. Shouldn't do it. Don't do it. One last verse, Romans 12, 18. If it is possible, as much as it depends on you, live peaceably with all men, all women do it so we say lord here it is i live at peace with you i live at peace with myself i live i pursue peace with others i'm not a fighter i'm not i'm not going to do it if you don't have a fight they can't fight with you they their fight's not sticking on you nope nope it's not sticking on me i'm not fighting i'm not fighting so there's no fight all righty power thought number 10 wow we're doing it i live in the present and enjoy each moment we love this verse, Psalm 118:24. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. I will rejoice and be glad in it. The Lord has made this day. Maybe it's rainy. Maybe it's cold. Maybe the car won't start. Maybe electricity goes out. I don't know. I could say all kinds of things. But I'm going to rejoice and be glad in it. I'm going to be present. John 10:10. 10, 10, the thief does not come except to steal, to kill, and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. So God, when I meditate on this one, I want to ask you, I want to laugh a lot. I want to have joy. I want to have peace. I want to have great contentment and encouragement. And so that's what I'm going to do. By your grace, God, that's what I'm going to do. John 15:11. these things I have spoken to you that my joy may remain in you and that your joy may be full. So it's even the thing like, you know, stop and smell the roses. It's, it's like, let's slow down, enjoy this day, enjoy these moments, a moment with a friend, you know, something cute your grandkids doing. Um, I can go on and on. Any kind of good, look for the good things. Look for them because God is in them. 11, power thought 11. I am disciplined and self-controlled. I'm sorry, that one made me laugh too. <laughs> am I? I'm disciplined and self-controlled. 
You don't know me. If I walk by a plate of brownies, it's not like, brownies, okay, yes. It's like, oh, I'm pretty sure I need to have one or two of those. And they're not good for me. Anyway, trying to get there. I'm doing it by, by grace. Mary, Mary, I'm doing it. I'm not just trying. <laughs> whoops, whoops. Yes, that's good. <laughs> Hebrews 12, 11. Now, no chastening seems to be joyful for the present, but painful. Nevertheless, afterwards, it yields the peaceable fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. So there's a training. Sometimes there's uh, chastening. You know, we do it with our kids. Oh, oh, you chose to do that? Well, here's your, you know, here's your consequences. Well, God loves us. He's not punitive, but he is corrective. So if we do weird stuff that we know we're not supposed to it's like well okay there's consequences still love you but well that's what happens so chastening um can can teach us to be more disciplined and self-controlled by his grace it's not religious it's not works it's him actually causing us to be more self-disciplined and self-controlled there's freedom in that there's authority and rest in that okay Here's another one, 1 Corinthians 6, 12. All things are lawful for me, but all things are not helpful. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be brought under the power of any. So even though we have a lot of freedom in Christ, we don't want to be addicted, do we? I don't want to binge this, that, or the other. Gambling, or watching TV, or eating too much, or drinking too much. Or, I don't want to do that. I'd still be loved, I could still be forgiven, but it's not good for me, so I'm not going to do that by God's grace. I'm not doing those things by God's grace. So another verse, 2 Peter 1, 6 and 7. So to knowledge we add self-control, to self-control perseverance, to perseverance we add godliness, to godliness brotherly kindness, to brotherly kindness love. So we can know it's progressive. I am learning self-discipline, and it's causing me to have more godliness, more kindness, more love. It, it's progressive, so we don't have to feel like, oh, I've got to do it all at once. It's okay. Last one on, on this one, and then we have one more. 1 Timothy 4, 7. But reject profane and old wives' tales. Exercise yourself towards godliness. So there's a working on it. Paul said, I learned to be content. So we're exercising ourselves towards godliness, even by spending 15 minutes a day, that's not that much, meditating, praying, and declaring things like this so that our inner, our mind, we're winning the battle. We are more than conquerors. We will begin to feel it. You will begin to know, I used to be like that. But no, you know what? I'm content and emotionally stable. I'm disciplined and self-controlled. All of these different things. The last one, this is my favorite. Power Thought 12, I put God first in my life. I put God first in everything in my life. Okay, Jeremiah 29, 13, and you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. He will be found. He's not hiding. He's not trying to hide his grace from us. He's not trying to hide his goodness from us. He's just waiting. He's always there waiting. You got time for me? I've always got time for you. That's what he's like. And we will find him. Another verse, Matthew 22:37. 37. 
Jesus said to him, you shall love the Lord with all of your heart, with all of your soul, and with all of your mind. That's why when we study his word and meditate on his word and declare it, it's kind of a right, a left brain thing. It's, it's concrete, it's words. Um, but on the right side, there's, it's more intuitive. It's like dance, it's like music, it's like art. But we're bringing them together, heart, soul, mind, with his word and our heart, our mind and soul. We're all being filled with his love. Last one, but seek first. Oh, this is Matthew 6, 33. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. We don't just seek things. We seek the kingdom. He'll make sure we have what we need. So in closing, you know, how many of you grew up with a, a dog that you loved? Any of you have a dog? You just love that dog. That dog loved you. I'm just going to talk about dogs for a minute. We're not dogs. It's okay. We're people. But I really love dogs and how they are with their master. They love their master. They will do anything for that master. Have you seen pictures of dogs just sitting and waiting for the, you know, the person that's training them? Whatever you say, I'm going to do it. And just loving them. Um, they, they get anxious when you're gone. And then when you're home, oh! wagging the tail, wagging their whole backside, you know, oh, they're home again, I love them so much, well, we're not dogs, <laughs> we are people, but you know, a dog, their, their heart gets bound in love to that person, sometimes when people die and they're buried, you know, dogs will lay on there and, and sleep there and wi wish they'd come back, because they don't understand, they're gone, this is where I last saw them, they're kind of amazing creatures, but we are sons and daughters, and our prayer is, I shall put God first in my life. I will love him with my whole heart and soul and mind, that I am bound. My heart is bound to him. I adore him. I want to do anything you want me to do. I want to do it. And if it means meditating like this, I'm going to do it. So we will pass these out. We'll get them to you. And if someone doesn't get one, we can always make copies and have more. But I just pray right now, Lord. I know this was a lot. There's a lot of words, a lot of verses. But there's a general picture of wellness, a picture of I am choosing to say what you say, God. I'm choosing to believe what you say, God. And I am being made the righteousness of Christ. It's really happening. And I'm able to do it because you strengthen me. So I pray for each of us as we pursue any of this in our life any knowing you and knowing your word, that you will bless it and, and give us success. And thank you that we are more than conquerors through Christ who loves us. Amen. Amen, amen. Thank you, Brenda. That was so powerful. Um, Kevin's going to be passing out those um, 12 points there that uh, Brenda gave this morning. It's 12, right? <laughs> so much good stuff can I have everybody stand right now like those are being passed out and can you place your hand on your heart right now and I just want to seal this in the name of Jesus dear Heavenly Father we come before you right now Lord Jesus we just pray right now through the power of your Holy Spirit Lord that like Mary said I'm not gonna try I'm going to choose to put you first in every aspect right now, Lord Jesus. 
I declare over my body and my soul and my mind for these points to be ingrained and sewn into the very fabric of my soul right now in the name of Jesus. We just declare that in your name. Amen. Amen. If you need additional prayer for anything you're going through, we'll have a prayer team up front here. So come up and get prayer. So if, prayer team, if you can come on up and be ready for that. But you guys have a blessed day. We bless you at home. You have a great time in God as well. And be blessed. In Jesus' name, amen.